if you didn't have fear, like if, if fear just didn't exist, like let's just take it off the table. If there is no fear, what choice would you make? And obviously like dream life, self-employed world traveler sounded way better than minimum wage teacher, um, you know, working for someone else. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, you. How are you? Um, I'm really excited for our guest today. This is new for me, actually. Most of, pretty sure almost all of the um, interviews I've done to this point, so whatever order this comes in, we'll we'll see, but uh, to this point have been people I know, uh, people who've been introduced to me, um, people I've had conversations with, people I know their be it story, and I brought them on. And I share this because this is where the podcast is at this point. We have people pitching themselves to be on this podcast to share their be it story. And I can't even like, like this is being until you see it right here. Like this episode, I have been wanting an interview like this, where it's a person I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to look like when they come on the screen. I don't know how they're going to sound. It's like just being until you see it. And, um, the story she and her sister have to share with you is really inspiring. And I'm so grateful. And I, and I want you to know that you should not wait for an invitation to share your story. You should not wait for an invitation to do the thing that you want to do. Sometimes you've already given that invitation and it might not be in the sign of like a paperless post message saying you're invited, but it may actually be in questions people are asking you repeatedly. And, um, cause they see you an expert in something, or it could be in a, a vote of encouragement. Oh yeah, you're really great at this. You should do it. Those are little invitations. And so put yourself out there more often than you think you should. You're not bragging. You're not being annoying <laughs> unless someone says no. <laughs> uh, and even when they say no, it could just mean not right now. And so, um, I hope you enjoy this episode. She and her sister are working on some great things and, um, it's really, truly inspiring. Uh, you, like <laughs> you don't even have to wait very long for your thing to take off, uh, when it's the right thing for people and you're solving a problem. Uh, but also I hope it inspires you to take that leap, face the fear and, um, put yourself out there without waiting for the formal invite that I think a lot of us are waiting for. And the truth is maybe it already happened and we just, we just didn't listen because we're a little bit scared to be it till we see it. So here is the interview with Taylor Smith of Shop Studio Sisters on Etsy and Instagram. And I hope you enjoy this. If you snag a sticker, you must take a picture and tag me on the gram with them because I want to see what you got. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm already perusing <laughs> because I am an elder millennial who loves Lisa Frank. So here's Taylor Smith after this brief message. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. 
Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. All right, Be It listeners, this is a first and I'm I'm really excited. So forgive me if I nerd out, but I hope I ask all the questions that are coming into your mind as we talk to Taylor Smith. Ah! Taylor um, is a teacher turned CEO and she runs one of the top 1% of Etsy shops. And I have to just say, like I was reading all of her stuff. This woman has been being it till you see it as she, as she created this amazing company from, it sounds like from scratch. So um, Taylor, can you please tell the Be It listeners who you are, what you rock at and uh, what you're doing right now? Okay. First of all, uh, Leslie, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Um, so uh, my name is Taylor. I run a Etsy shop with my sister, Katie. It's called Studio Sisters because obviously we're sisters. Uh, <laughs> we produce our own stickers. Uh, so my sister is the artist and designer, and then we do everything in-house. So we design, print, cut, and ship all of our products ourselves. And uh, we ship worldwide, all over um, the United States and globally. It's an amazing like thing to get to wake up every day and ship handmade products that are, you know, our own designs to people all over the world who are using them, putting them on their water bottles, using them as mantras and putting them, you know, maybe on their desk or their computer where they can see them or they're creating art with them. It's, it's so freaking cool. And, um, this is incredible. So wait, you, you guys make stickers and you, the two of you do this as your job for a living, like this is what you're doing. Yeah, I know. That is so cool. (laughs) Um, So my sister always jokes that like when she was a kid, she wanted to be Lisa Frank when she grew up. Uh, I don't know if you remember Lisa Frank. Honey, elder millennial, of course, but I was too poor to get Lisa Frank anything. My parents would never buy it. They would always buy the cheap, you know, nine, seven, 29 cent folder as opposed to the dollar 99 mm-hmm. folder. And I just like was so jealous of all the Lisa Frank girls in my class. And that's probably why everything I do is color. I'm like Lisa Frank in real life. So I love your sister already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's like, I just wanted to be her when I grew up and now I am, I design stickers for a living. So Every day we, we get up, we fill the orders, we ship stickers out. Um, we, because we produce ourselves and we don't use like a drop shipper or a third party, there's a lot of like handmade production that goes on. And I think that's a really fascinating process. Like the whole time you're, you're running printers and die cut machines, you're like, wow, I'm like actually making this thing and it's going like to people who are going to love it. And that, that is the coolest part of the process. Um, but also for me, uh, this Etsy shop literally changed my life. So I'll share a little bit about yeah, that. I want it. I want, that's exactly what they need to hear because like, first of all, it's amazing to say you're in the top 1%. Um, but I think where people get hung up is like, how did you go from where you were <laughs> to like success now? But like, what was the thing? Because like you, you, you don't just like, you're not just a wake up one day and now you're the number one shop, right? Like you have to like, there's a, there's a whole lot of messy middle in there. So can you tell us the story? Yeah. And I, I love talking about that messy middle. <laughs> um, okay. So I have two degrees in cultural anthropology. I wanted to teach. That's all I ever wanted. I had no plan B. 
That's all I ever wanted was to um, teach social studies, to teach humanities. And um, so I left grad school and took a job at a community college, which was my dream. Like I had gone to community college. I wanted to give back and teach at a community college. And I got the job and I loved it, but I was like making no money at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's not a shock. If you live anywhere else in the world, maybe this is a shock to you, but teachers in the States make no money. (laughs) Exactly. So then I, um, I, I did that for several years, just trying to like somehow thinking that if I just kept at it, it would, um, it would somehow work and I would somehow be making more money at some point. Um, and I'm not really sure why I was thinking that was going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) We tell ourselves a lot of things to get through. And I think sometimes those stories can be really helpful. And sometimes those things could be, you know, holding us back. So you're like, it sounds like you had an idea at some point to not do that anymore. Yeah. So then I tried, um, like teaching for a corporation. I thought maybe teaching public education was the problem, right? If I went to work for a corporation, I'd get paid a lot more as an instructor. So I did that. I worked for, um, actually kind of crazy. I accepted two teaching contracts at the same time. Um, so go bigger, go home, Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they were both online. So that was like, wild. I ended one job at 11 PM on a Friday night and I started my next teaching shift at 5 AM on Saturday. Okay. And this is crazy. Wild. That's wild. Like yeah. this is like, I say go big or go home as a joke, because I'm sure like at some point you're like, this is a big problem. Like this is not sustainable. <laughs> Correct. So like I had, okay. So I'm making a little bit more money. This is okay. Like I'm paying my bills, but like, this is crazy and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Right. I loved the teaching, but I hated the schedule and I hated working by myself. And it was like really alone. And I was working weird hours. So I was like, there has to be some, like, I've got to do something else. And this is all kind of like uh, coming together in my brain when the pandemic hit. Oh, so wait, you, sorry, spoiler alert. I got to skip ahead. You started this business in the pandemic? Yeah. So um, <laughs> all of this happened in 18 months. Stop. Okay. So the pandemic, so when the pandemic hits, you quit teaching or like, how did you and your sister, I'm sorry, I skipped so far ahead. I got so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you and your sister go, you know, let's work together. We, we have, it sounds like you had very few extra hours in your days when you weren't sleeping and versus teaching. So like what, like did, did, because of the pandemic, did your jobs shut down? Like what was, what was the impetus? Okay. So, um, I became very worried that I was going to lose my job because, um, what happened is I had actually, at that time, I think I had just stopped one of my contracts. I was just working for one company and then the pandemic hits. And then, um, we start getting emails that like people are getting laid off, um, because people are homeschooling their kids or, um, a lot of our clients actually were companies paying for their employees to take classes from us. And so that, when that happened, a lot of contracts got dropped. Yeah. And everyone so peeled back all their budgets. As everybody as they peeled could. back yeah. and that happened in my company too. And the education company I work for. So I was like, Holy crap. I'm, I'm might be about to lose my job. I need to start something. And so I like hit up my sister. I'm like, Hey, I think we should start an Etsy shop. <laughs> and I think we should just play with this and see what happens. 
and we have both previously had small Etsy shops in the past. We, she's a freelance artist. She works for herself. Um, but this was the first time that we actually like worked together on something. We had always kind of done our own thing. So I drug her kind of into this, like kicking and screaming. <laughs> but she gets to be Lisa Frank now. Yeah. And you know, that's what big sisters do to their little sisters. A hundred percent. I don't know if you have a sister. <laughs> oh, are you a big sister? Yeah, I yeah. am. I have a little sister. Um, and she is going to hate it. If she hears me say that I have a younger sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's true. Like there's just something, I mean, I think when you're older, it gets a little bit less, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is when you're growing up. But like, uh, we were not, we were pretty close in age, we're only two years apart. So, uh, it was easy for, yeah. Anyways, she is amazing. And she actually does some work for us, which is super cool. We did not have to drag her kicking and screaming, I will say, but <laughs> so, yeah. So wait, so you, so then you, you started this in like March, April, May of 2020. When did you all start? March 31st, 2020. <laughs> oh my God. This, this yeah. is crazy. Okay. 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 I'm so excited. So how do you start this business though? Because I, I, I don't know. Is it just like, you just go on Etsy and you're like, become a business. Like, what do you have to do to like get on Etsy? And, uh, you don't have to go on all the like click by clicks, but like, did you, did you to know you'd have a viable product? How did you test that you what you were about to sell was going to be worth it? Yeah. So that's an awesome question. So Etsy is really easy to get started. Um, you pretty much, it's just like, if you've signed up for a Facebook account, you can figure out how to sign up for an Etsy account. Um, it's really not that hard. And Etsy, unlike other platforms like Shopify or running your own business that have monthly subscriptions, Etsy, you don't pay a monthly fee for it costs you 20 cents to list and test the product. Um, that's it. And you don't pay anything else to sell. So listeners out there, if you want to test something out, Etsy is a great place to test and validate. This is insane. 20 cents. That's 20 cents. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then you pay a commission on the sale, but you don't pay anything else until it actually sells. So, um, we tested uh, a few different products in the, in the very beginning. And then also, um, Katie had, my sister had produced some stickers on her own already. She kind of validated it on social media a little bit. Um, so we said, Hey, let's, Let's take that. And we had initially sold um, a few other things like masks. We had sold some other handmade products, some like uh, craft kits for adults, like journal or DIY kits using stickers and different um, like art prints and things like that. But stickers were very quickly where we found that niche. And this was the thing that was selling. So here's the part where it's sort of like all changed is like, we just decided, Hey, the stickers are selling. We love doing this. We're like, this product makes us excited, but we're also seeing it's validated by customers buying it. So let's just become known as the sticker girl. Let's niche down and just do this one thing. I love it. I mean, that's what it is, right? Like, uh, they say in everything that you do, like, it's just so important to focus on like one thing because then you can break through. Like, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe you haven't sp- spread your wings yet on things, but like once you're known for one thing, then you can actually talk about many things, right? Oprah was known mm-hmm. as like this one thing as a stage time host. And now she's like got magazines and Weight Watchers and all, I mean, all the things, right? You got to be one thing first. So you guys tested some stuff and then you're like, we're the sticker girls. We're rocking it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And the, I a hundred percent agree with you. Like if there's one, I get asked this all the time, like, how do I stand out from my competition? How do I make my business blow up? Right. How do I, how do I start making money? Not just like a dollar here on there, $10 here on Etsy. Like how do I actually make this something that is, um, 
profitable, that is part of my financial freedom story. And that is like, you have to choose a thing and become known for that thing. Uh, you have to choose yes. your niche. <laughs> you have to. Okay. So here's like inquire minds want to know. So how, so like, because I, I do not believe that if you build it, people will come. So y'all you're, you know, you put your stickers on there. You're like, we're sticker people. And like Etsy is amazing. Like I, I am like, I need something cool. I'm just going to go look on Etsy, but how, how, like how soon between like, okay, we're the sticker girls to like, Hey, we work for ourselves as the shop sisters. Like mm-hmm. what was like the, did it just like overnight people just buying stickers because of the pandemic or like, was there like a, you know, was there a lead up? Is there a little, um, growing period? Okay. So I think that the most normal thing for business to expect is that there's a lead up, there's a growing period. You just are going to be in a position where you see slow, steady growth month over month. That's going to get bigger and bigger. That's not what happened in our case. The pandemic, like just hit fast forward on everything. Um, April 5th, I think was around Easter weekend. And one day we had like 300 orders in one day. Um, Shut (laughs) up. Yeah. In like a week. It was insane. We were not prepared. We got super overwhelmed and we were like, we have to develop a strategy. There's got to be a system. And we did. And we learned from it, which is amazing. But I think that the most normal thing you should expect with any kind of like entrepreneur journey is more of a slow, slow, steady, intentional pace. And hopefully you don't get overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Cause um, it's true. Like it, that's the other side is like, woo, all these orders, but then you got to do all the work for it. So yeah. the space in between um, what was, what, did you like check your, did I'll check your email all day long looking for like dings? Like, did you keep the sound on? So you hear cha-ching, does Etsy do cha-ching? Like, <laughs> you know, um, how, like, how did you all spend your time to like getting ready for being this shop owner, um, mm-hmm. before you were like, you know, busy being a shop owner? Uh, oh gosh. Okay. So many things. So first of all, I think that one, um, I tried to start like manifesting this, like for my future, even though it was already happening, right. I was, we were already getting orders. I was deep down thinking like, what if this just stops tomorrow? Right. Like this is great. I'm I'm glad I made $3,000 this week, but like, what if next week it's zero and that's it. That's the end of it. So in, right. Like a one hit wonder. We all know. Correct. Those people. Yeah. I was deeply terrified that I was a one hit wonder on oh Etsy. <laughs> right. Like, I think we all just were like, oh my God, April 5th, you like sold out overnight. You're overwhelmed. And it's like, yeah, but then what happened on April 7th? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, um, establishing those daily habits, right? So this is applicable for someone, even if you have zero clients in your service-based business or zero clients in your product-based business, like figure out what you do every day as a successful business owner. So every morning at eight o'clock, I go through all the customer DMs. I log on to Etsy and I answer all the customer messages. Um, it doesn't matter if there are zero that day. And I already knew that because there weren't any notifications on my phone. I still do it anyway. Got and it. that habit like sets the precedence every single day that this is what I do. Cause this is a normal part of my life as a full-time handmade business owner. I love this um, so much. You're not like. <laughs> Let me wait until I'll just, I'll do, I'll wait until there's customer messages. You're like, nope. Every day as a successful business owner, I check these messages. I check this email. I check these orders. I do these things. It's manifesting. It's also being it till you see it. It's like mm-hmm. acting as if you have these things, because I think so often people are like, well, when I have, 
correct. Then I will do this. You know, I even caught myself the other day going, uh, when all this is done, then I'll go back to my morning journaling. And I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Like my brain was like cognitive dissonance. We don't like this. Uh, that's not how we believe. And I was like, you're right. I'm going to just have to make the time to get back to my morning journaling. So mm-hmm. I have been doing it again all week long. And I have to say days are better than ever because that's just what it is. But also I am the person who ha- makes the time to do what she says she's going to do to fill her cup first. So I love that you did that. You're like, I'm checking these orders. Um, how did that feel? And like, did, did it feel like it was manifesting or did it feel scary? Like, cause I think that can feel weird, right. To just check things knowing mm-hmm. that it's not there. Yeah. So I think you can look at that one way and say like, oh, there weren't any customer messages. My business is a failure. No one likes what I make. No one likes what I sell. That's one option. Totally. You can go that route with your mindset or what I tend to look at it as is, Hey, look, there weren't any messages today. Awesome. Look, I did such a good job. Like my product descriptions must be so clear that no one had any questions today. Like good job, Taylor. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Like that is so true. That is so true because it's, I mean, like, um, y'all, when we're recording this, I just finished a launch. And when you do a launch, I'm sure like, Mm -hmm. even with Taylor, we'll say this, like, if there are like reasons for people to buy day one that disappear for day two, three, four, basically what that means is you get a lot on day one and then you get the last minute people on day five, but like two, three, four, it's like crickets. And it's so easy to go, Oh my God, that's it. We're not going to get any more. Like it just wasn't that great. Or it's easy to go. Nope. Everyone is so excited. They're going to buy it on the last day because they can wait till the last day. So I'm just going to wait for them but everything is out there and it's so clear. And we're just going to, we just want to trust they're going to be there and they always come, but it's, we can tell ourselves such interesting stories. So because you work with your sister, do you guys catch each other on any stories you tell each other? Like, is it good to have a partner in crime? Oh, I think so. Um, she's awesome at reminding me like slow down. We don't need to do everything at once. Um, which is something I, I struggle with. And I really, I have to practice daily of like, I have to set a stop time for myself. Doesn't matter. Everything else can wait until the next day after 3 PM or 4 PM, whatever I set for that day. That's amazing. Wait, you, so what time do you start your day? Uh, so I usually start at seven. I'm an early morning person. We both are. So usually I start at seven. She likes to start at 5 AM. Not my jam. (laughs) She's up drinking her tea and designing art at 5 a.m. Um, I start at 7. I usually stop at 3 or 4 unless it's just like we're going to the holiday season. We know we're going to have to work more during the holidays. Um, but usually I work 7 to 3 most days. And um, sometimes I'm like so excited and so in it. And she's like, hey, we're done for the day. Like, yeah. I'm done. You need to be done, too. So that's one of the benefits, I would say, of working with my sisters, like, She's not afraid to call me out and tell me like, no. Yeah. I I work with my husband and I will say like, um, we call each other out because I am the early person, but I early in that I like to get up early for myself and I run and I work out Mm -hmm. and I have my coffee. I'm like, now that the weather is amazing. I sit outside. It's a little cold, but I have my blanket and it's like awesome. All the things. And then I'll start work around like eight 39 o'clock. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I like to end early, like like several days a week. I like to end at four uh-huh. and then, um, and then the only reason on 
two, uh, the other two days I end a little latest because I'm studying, um, breath work right now. So I'm just, mm. I'm taking class, but technically I'm done working. That's just like my ed- education. And my husband will want to come in and talk to me, of course, because he starts his work day at 10. So he's still going and I'm like, I'm yeah. done. You yeah. can put that in Slack to me. Thank you so much. I love you. But then other times I'll have this amazing idea where we're out and he's like, Hey, can you put down the ideas parking lot? We're off today. And it's like, ah, cause you know, when you work for yourself, you can't, it's hard to turn the brain off, but having someone okay. to be like, Hey, you remember you put your ideas here when you're thinking about them and you're off. <laughs> and it's like, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. I do do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, that everything else can wait is really difficult, especially I think for people who, uh, I mean, you did grow so fast in the pandemic and Mm -hmm. it is easy for, I think when you work for yourself to think like, oh my God, this could all end tomorrow. (laughs) So how, like, what do you, like, what are some mantras or what stickers have you made to like, keep yourself from worrying that tomorrow it's going to be gone? Okay. So I think that what happened for me besides like a business that changed my life and I quit my job in four months. And like, I've worked for myself ever since. Oh my God. You quit your job in four months. Yeah. Your company was making enough money for you to quit your job. And I'm assuming your sister to just work on the business too. Correct. Yes. Insane. Insane. But it was terrifying because like I was, I actually knew I could quit at three months and it took me a month to quit. Can you, can we talk about that? You talk about that fear because I actually think so many people listening to this know they should be quitting. They already know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, what was going through your head and what did you tell yourself to, because um, one month, that's actually a really short period of time. I know people who wait years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I know there are a lot of teachers out there. I have a lot of teacher friends and I, every day, every day I talk to them, I text them. I'm like, Hey, did you quit your job today? Hey, did you quit your job today? Because like, they're not valued by their employer for what they should be like valuing for themselves, but they're stuck in it. And I, I totally get that because I've been stuck. Great. Right? I, it took me a month to quit my job. So let me talk about that. What I was afraid of. So, um, I was afraid of being a one hit wonder, uh, with my business terrified that it was like, this is just going to be six weeks of pandemic cash. And then that's it. Like we're done. We'll never have another sale again. That didn't happen. I was also really afraid of like, what would my identity be if I wasn't a teacher anymore? Because I didn't plan for anything else. And I was terrified of like, what if I wasted my degrees? I wasted all this time in my 20s trying to be a successful teacher. Who am I if I don't have that academic like trophy of working in education anymore? Thank you for sharing these thoughts because um, I think identity is a really big thing that holds us from being it till we see it. We are worried how people will see us. We're worried that, you know, um, uh, we've wasted time, which, you know, like the only time wasted is really the time you spend, like not doing the thing that you're being called to do. Um, it's not the experience because like everything I did working in retail, none of that was with my degree. (laughs) I don't know why I thought I was doing that. Um, and so when I was like leaving that to be a polite teacher, I'm like, Oh my God, like, what are people going to think? I manage this high-end jewelry store. I work at this incredibly like sought after space company. Like people, when you say, oh, I manage a store in Fred Siegel, they're like, oh my God, like instant, like you're up here. And then I'm a Pilates instructor. And I thought, what are people going to say with that? And really, again, what you said is the stories are ahead because as soon as I told people I'm a Pilates instructor, like, that's so cool. Tell me about yeah. it. Like 
people are very curious beings and they don't, unless you're like, I'm a, like, a, 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 I don't actually think so. Actually, I'm catching myself y'all because I better say like, I'm a high school dropout and like, you know, whatever my, one of my best friends has been on the podcast. She is a college dropout and she kills it in the business world. And so, and when she shares that people go, really? Like, I think we make people, we put stories out there that make people make us think that people are going to judge us on something that they're going to find very fascinating and intriguing and interesting and almost like slightly jealous and inspired by. So, um, thank you for sharing that identity part, because I do think that that is something we have to explore and we really should explore with ourselves more often because we can ask ourselves, why do I think that we have a guest, um, episode I just interviewed. Uh, so I don't know the time this is out, what it never his will be, but he talks about identity and he actually goes, and I don't know if you did this. He actually like steps outside of himself and he's like, okay, Thor. So why is that a problem? Like as if he's interviewing himself as a therapist. So how did you, what was the thought that made you go? It's going to be okay. I'm going to be this Etsy sticker girl and it's going to work out. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was very like caught up in this, right. Am I a teacher? Am I not like what if I only can do this business like halfway and then I'm like a failed teacher uh, or anything caught up in that. And I sort of stopped myself and I was like, okay, what are all the things that you want? Like, what is your dream life? And so I made a list that was being able to get off of work early, go for a run, um, take as long as I want to cook dinner in my kitchen at night with music on and a glass of wine and not have to worry about you know, doing more work after work, um, but also the freedom to travel. And then also like the financial aspect, like I was sick of having a teacher salary where I was like, okay, I can go get coffee two times this week. That's what fits in my budget. Um, mm. And so I sort of divided up what aligned and didn't align. And then I said to myself, okay, so if you didn't have fear, if, if fear just didn't exist, like, let's just take it off the table. If there is no fear, what choice would you make? And obviously, like, dream life, self-employed, world traveler sounded way better than minimum wage teacher, um, you know, working for someone else. Working and so, two jobs at the time, online, by yourself, exactly. at home, and only able to go out for coffee two times. Yeah, exactly. that's not appealing. And also you know, everyone just so you know, unless you really screw up the quitting, you pretty much can always go back. Like you pretty much can. If I wanted to, I don't want to trust me, but if the pandemic had really screwed me up, I could have knocked on one of any of the luxury shops in, in, you know, on the strip and been like, Hey, do you need a manager, an assistant manager, a salesperson? Like I know how to do this. Right. I always thought, well, I could definitely call back up. Like my employer was begging me, like, can you just take a six month sabbatical instead of quitting? Like, like they were begging me to stay. And I knew I could always go back to teach. I could, you know, always get another job. And now my mindset has shifted from, I could get another job to if something happens with my business, I am not worried about it because as a business owner, I can come up with a thousand other ideas to yep. sell something on the internet yeah. and find another way. Yeah. You're 100% correct. And I think like a lot of people fear, um, well, what if it doesn't work? And it's like, the truth is like a, what if it does? 
and B, mm-hmm. um, if you're a creator, you are a creator. And I do actually believe that we all have the creator ability in us. And we just don't give ourselves credit for it because maybe someone didn't tell us we're an artist or maybe someone didn't tell us that we're creative, but really like we all have that in us and it's really tenacity, stamina, um, and the belief in yourself. And, and maybe not everyone is wants to work for themselves. Like that is very scary. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ladies, this is awesome, but I don't actually want the fear of working for myself. I need stability. I need this. That makes so much sense. You can still ask yourself those same identity questions and make sure that you're in a space that like actually is serving you because you can still work for, there's so many different amazing places to work that um, value you in different ways. It's not always monetarily, but they can value you in your time and, and your creativity and, and, and your enthusiasm. So Taylor, this is such an amazing uh, conversation. I'm really inspired. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick message break. And then we're going to come back and find out how people can follow you, work with you, get to know you more. Be it till you see it is brought to you by ProfitablePilates.com. ProfitablePilates.com. Yeah. Cause you know, you should actually make money doing what you love. Yeah. So it's a fitness business coaching platform, uh, that Leslie and I started Profitable Pilates. And in January, we are doing a seven day miniature version of our agency coaching program. So the fitness business coaching that you've been following uh, on Instagram at Profitable Pilates. We're doing a tiny seven-day program of it so that you can get a taste of what it is that we're doing. You can meet Leslie if you haven't already. You can meet me, which you probably haven't. Uh, And we're going to answer every single question that you may have. We're going to run through how much money you want to make and how you can actually make that money. You know, what to charge your clients, all those kinds of things. It's going to be a whirlwind. It is a whirlwind. And also we freaking love it. It'll be our sixth opportunity to do yeah. this program. It is our fourth year of the agency program. Oh my God. We turned four in January and we want to see you in the agency mini. So get on the wait list, go to profitablepilates.com slash mini. See you there. All right. So Taylor, where do you like to hang out on the socials? Uh, if people are like, holy crap, I want to know more about this Etsy thing. What can they do? Okay. Um, so you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Shop Studio Sisters. Also our website, shopstudiosisters.com. We have a Studio Sisters podcast. You can find that on our website or Spotify, wherever you listen. On the podcast, we love to talk about um, Etsy, of course. Uh, We share a lot of actionable Etsy tips. We also just talk about what it's like to be like working full-time creative and um, sort of everything about that kind of part of our lives. It's a lot of fun. If people are interested in Etsy and they're like, hey, I just want to make $500 a month in a side hustle. I just want to sell this cool thing that everyone is always telling me I should sell that I just make for fun. Or I don't know. I want to learn more. Um, We do teach an Etsy coaching program. It's called Dream Create Sell. And it's our step-by-step guide. It's the exact strategy we've used to make more than six figures in sales and Etsy in the past 18 months. And so we took everything we did, we built it into a strategy that you can follow step-by-step. And so we have students in our program that are having like absolutely incredible results with it. And it's super exciting. So all of that, you can find us on Instagram at shop studio stickers. Oh my God. I can't wait. I need stickers for my walls. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. And also just like, I love that you and your sister are like, Hey, people are asking us questions on this. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going to do next. Y'all. Sometimes your next thing is the question you just keep getting asked. 
Um, yeah. and I, I, um, I am making an assumption there, but I don't think you just were like, Hey, you know what? We should just teach people how to do this. I'm sure people were asking you questions and you're like, all right, we should make some money on this because this is taking a lot of our time too. Um, I'm so grateful yeah. for this conversation. Before we go, we ask every guest, uh, what bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted steps can our listeners take to be it till they see it? Okay. So I would say that I think if I were to just pick one thing, um, be the initiator in your life. Maybe that's you want to make new friends. Maybe that's you want to start a business or just you feel stuck and you want to just try something new, new you've never done, whether that's a yoga class or signing up for a marathon or, or taking up a new hobby, like you need to be the initiator. So pick a day on your planner with nothing on it and pencil in that thing that you want to do. That could be inviting someone you barely know for a cup of coffee, or maybe it's signing up for an online course that literally you know nothing about other than it sounds like a good thing to try. Um, and just see where it leads. That is my best tip. Pick something, be the initiator, but make it time bound, right? Don't say I'm going to become a quilter and I'm going to quilt and make, you know, 300 quilts. Like just say, I'm going to do this one thing on this one day. Oh my God. Okay. That is so cool. Be the initiator. If you have made a sticker, you and your sister should. And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be the initiator you want to see. Like, well, just... <laughs> in the world. Um, I think that's genius. I really do love that. And I, um, I couldn't agree with that more. I Taylor, this has been awesome. Thank you for making the time to be, um, in our listeners ears this week and, uh, for sharing so generously, um, your journey and your story. I think it is inspiring AF and I can't wait listeners, please y'all tell us how this inspired you. So screenshot this tag shop, sister studio, shop studio sisters. Hold on. Shop Studio Sisters. Shop Studio Sisters. See the messy action right there? No one's perfect. Um, Tag uh, Shop Studio Sisters and be at pod with your takeaways, with what you're going to do if you're going to be the initiator today. And uh, let us know how this affected you. Until next time, be it till you see it. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes 
so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.